0: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Business Gold Card.
1: This is episode number 955 with the one and only Gary Vaynerchuk. got a few quotes for you today. Steve Jobs said, I'm convinced that about half of what separates successful entrepreneurs from the non-successful ones is pure perseverance. Peter Drucker said, entrepreneurship is neither a science nor an art. It's a practice. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. I'm so excited about this interview with my friend Gary Vaynerchuk, who I've known for over a decade now. And I've seen Gary transform multiple times over and over, reach incredible success, but also go through multiple failures day in, day out, year in, year out, and continue to grow with both of them. And continue to take the punches, continue to put out consistent content, whether it be books or social media content or audio or video, continue to launch new businesses and continue to make an impact. And if you don't know who Gary is, he is the chairman of VaynerX, a modern day media and communications holding company and the active CEO of VaynerMedia, a full service advertising agency servicing Fortune 100 clients across the company's four locations. And after growing his family business through what Gary calls underpriced attention, including the impact of content, e-commerce, email marketing, and Google AdWords, Gary began his own journey of producing original business content as the voice of entrepreneurship online. And today, Gary has more than 12 million combined followers on social media, producing content daily on places like Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Spotify, and more. And in this episode, we talk about the all-in challenge and what motivated Gary to collaborate on this cause that has already raised over $41 million during this time. The importance of direct-to-consumer businesses, especially in this time of isolation. Gary talks about his favorite thing about being a father and what his father taught him about being a better father to his kids. How to balance family, health, and business when you're an all-out entrepreneur. Also, what it was like when his business partner and his brother, AJ, stepped down from his current business. This was a big one. And how to overcome self-doubt. The keys that's worked for him and what advice he would give to you to overcoming self-doubt and the need for other people's opinion. That and so much more on this incredible catch-up with my good friend, gary vaynerchuk and at any point while you're listening to this make sure to just text a friend this link lewishouse.com slash 955 or just copy and paste the link on apple podcast or spotify and share it with a friend and if you're really getting value out of this make sure to screenshot this while you're listening post it on your instagram story and tag me House, and tag gary v to let him know that you enjoyed this episode there's some powerful stuff and i want to make sure you get through to the very end all right, my friends, I'm so excited about this. Get ready. Dive in with the one and only Gary Vaynerchuk. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatest podcast. I've got my man Gary B. in the house. Gary, good to see you, brother.
0: Good to see you, man. You're looking good.
1: You know, the thing that I appreciate it, you're looking, you're looking lean yourself. The thing I appreciate about you the most that most people don't know about is I've known you since 2009 and what people don't know is that I am the all-time thumb wrestling champion of the world. <laughs> and there's there's proof somewhere. Someone has a video clip of me holding it for three seconds. You know, it was a two Listen, and a half count.
0: Everybody that is is watching or listening to this knows you're an incredible physical specimen. <laughs> you know, like, it is just the truth. You are a, you are a god amongst men, my friend.
1: <laughs> but the thing I appreciate and love about you the most, Gary, uh, is... I've known you for 11 years, I believe, 2009, maybe it's 2008, but I think it was 2009, January. I believe it was at Affiliate Summit when I first met you. I think it was January 2009 in your city. And I've gotten to see you behind the scenes over the years at different events. And, you know, I've driven you in a car from one of your book events yes. early on in, in like a beat up car. You know, we just had moments here and there at different settings. The thing I appreciate about you is how giving you are of your time, your energy, your resources, your wisdom, your money. You know, you've been donating to Pencil to Promise for years. I see you at the gala all the time. You're giving your time and energy and money. And I think it's the thing that a lot of people don't see about you enough is how giving you are. And you're especially involved in the uh, the all-in challenge right now. I think mm-hmm. you guys have raised like, I don't know, 40 or 50 million dollars already. Yep. And I know how much time behind the scenes it's taken for you to coordinate mm-hmm. work with Ruben and just like yep. put this together and call in favors. Like there's so much giving you do. So I just want to say thanks for all. The I appreciate that, that.
0: Look, I think, you know, I think it's really funny, right? Because I'm very much, you know, willing to self-promote myself. I'm willing to promote my businesses. But you know this about me because we, we have been friends for a long time. Like I'm a little bit more quiet about of the best version of me. Right. <laughs> and and I, I'm okay with that because I think, you know, we're all affected by things. I think I was affected as I was coming up the game of realizing, wait, people use charity or other things for their own self-interests mm-hmm. like they're positioning themselves and you know and by the way i, I definitely don't uh, begrudge people promoting their philanthropic kind of ventures either i think we're all wired differently but i that's very nice for you to say and yeah, and, and i appreciate it
1: now, of course and i think there's like i've tried to learn like how do you balance like self-promotion versus yeah. like it's promoting okay. something that's a good cause that people need to be aware about yeah. and for them to promote, uh, to donate also, it's like yeah, a yeah. balance of a balance what to talk about, what not to talk about. So I think you've done an amazing job of that. And, uh, people need Thank to you. know more about that. Can you share quickly about all in for people that can get involved? Yes. What it is. If those have, yes. haven't seen it from every celebrity yet. Yeah.
0: So Michael Rubin, the founder of fanatics came up with this idea, the all in challenge, all in Uh, he was sitting around like everybody else wanted to give back, called uh, his buddy Alan Tish called me. We started hacking at it and the idea evolved into the greatest experiences from people in culture, music, film, you know, television, sport, of course. Um, It's gotten into some experiences. We've got some, and and it's basically auctions and sweepstakes for people. You know, Tom Brady's flying somebody out to Tampa for the first game and, and they're sitting, you know, 50-yard line, they're getting on the field beforehand. And then he's going to dinner with them and giving them the first jersey he wears in the cleats from his first Tampa game. That's crazy. You know, I, that that auctioned off. I think that went for almost a million bucks. Then there's raffle tickets for $10. Somebody is going to be, somebody actually won for $10 the ability to have a speaking role in Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin <laughs> Scorsese film. So there's just all sorts of crazy stuff. If you go to allinchallenge.com, unlimited $10 raffle tickets for Bieber to come and sing at your house, like just crazy, crazy stuff. And um, and it's completely popped off for the last month, over $40 million raised at this point. Um, we're super proud of it. You're right, it has been 15 hour days while still trying to navigate VaynerMedia and VaynerX while also losing all my income from speaking, which is really kind of That's what allows me to invest. That's in your Ohio. money, yeah yeah, that's the place where I make revenue that allows me to kind of invest in top line growth for Vayner not worry about profit as much or make investments or try new ventures. So like-
1: Take risk and try, yeah. A
0: hundred thousand, be, be nice and do nice things. Like, <laughs> you know, Um, so it's definitely been a very intriguing eight weeks.
1: Mm. Uh, I asked a bunch of people about an hour ago on my Instagram live. I said, what's a question? Because you're doing, uh, you know, Tea with Gary V every day, you're you're giving so much content right now, which is amazing and helping so many people. And I said, what's a question that you haven't seen Gary talk about? And you've seen a million posts a day from Gary, share a lot of incredible stuff. Is there a question that he hasn't answered yet? And I wanted to ask my audience this. So I want to get to that in a second. Okay. Before I do, I posted. Uh, uh, I saw a stat out there about a bunch of different companies that launched from 2008 to 2010, right around the time mm. I met you when I was on my sister's couch and I had mm-hmm. no money and I was like, what's happening. It's kind of a similar feeling of the economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and some of the startups that founded back then, Uber, Airbnb, Slack, Pinterest, WhatsApp, Square, Venmo, which you're an investor in. And they have blown up in the last decade. I'm curious, what are the ideas or businesses that should be created today moving forward that in 10 years, we'll be looking back at the next, you know, crisis and say, yeah. this is the companies that were started in 2020. What are those industries? What are those topics? What do you think?
0: Pra- practical direct to consumer brands, you know, ones that are own om- like DTC for brands is an incredible business yeah. Overfunding and trying to go public or sell to somebody is why a lot of them are going to go out of business. Um, I think that you're going to see some really fascinating innovations. I've been thinking a ton about, co-working, obviously we had WeWork and obviously they have their challenges for over-valuations and over- but, but I do think business as usual, I mean, geez, talk about, like I've been thinking about things like for just small entrepreneurs, like create a business about renovating home offices to be epic because the amount of people that are gonna work one to two times a week from home is gonna be so just like think about if you're a carpenter, right? Like you just put up all the, you know, billion dollar things. And honestly, those there's never a bad time to start a great business. And the Travis's and the all the other people that you the companies you just mentioned, those those are individuals that had that talent. The reality is that's the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. The reality is you and I have audiences that listen to, will listen to this and watch this that are really great entrepreneurs that are destined to build $500,000 a year businesses. If you're a general contractor or a handyman or woman, mm-hmm. positioning yourself as a home office specialist right now, I couldn't even imagine. You probably could go from being a thirty-five dollars to $50,000 a year person with one or two projects to like a million dollar person because that is clearly coming. Yeah. So that's on my mind. Um, you know, little things like I saw AJ bought for our entire family some sort of like keychain ring that helps you, you know, ring doorbells and put uh. keys, into, keys into like, like, like I I do think you know like people are about to be germaphoed out in perpetuity. Similar to <laughs> similar to nine eleven, I you know which sucks for me because I'm a very other way like like hug kiss like you know
1: slobber on someone's face yeah yeah, i'm
0: very like you know like don't wipe down anything when i get on the plane like let's share drinks and eat hot dogs together uh, uh, (laughs) no honestly eat off people's food like like i am a little bit worried that i'm about to be shunned from society um but i think i think like cleanse cleanse clean safe those are gonna be great i mean talk create somebody should create a high-end hand sanitizer mm, business. That's, true. that's um, true. You know, so I think there'll be some trends. And then back to the point I made, a good business is always a good business. Um, I, I, for example, opening a restaurant immediately after this sounds insane, except if you're opening up a great restaurant.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. In L- I'm in LA near Beverly Hills and I'll drive down this side street with uh, Sprinkles Cupcakes. I don't know if you've heard mm, Sprinkles Of course, Cupcakes. know it well. It's amazing. Well, all these restaurants are shut down or they're like, doing their own version of delivery or whatever it may be sprinkles cupcakes had an ATM machine four years ago, five years ago, before it's time where you can go at any time of the day and get a cupcake out of the ATM machine. Fresh made that day. I tell you, I kid you not. There's a line down the street in little Santa Monica of people at sprinkles all day long, just getting out of this ATM machine. And people are in there all night working because they can't supply the demand fast enough. So something innovative it, listen, like that listen
0: listen my I, I, my dad a year ago said hey you're helping all these companies what about helping old dad out and i launched wine text <laughs> yeah. right which i've been promoting very heavily and it's an innovation you know it's you get a text you reply with a number anybody who's listening that's into wine if you really buy wine on the internet you have to go check out winetext.com you get you sign up you put your credit card in it takes 2 minutes and then you get a text every day and you reply with 452112 and, and it's like, Brandon hired nine people today for Wine Library wow. because, you know, obviously alcohol s- sales are exploding, <laughs> yeah. but, but on top of that, this is above and beyond because the innovation is so strong.
1: What is the re- de- direct result from you guys implementing that for this new kind of business for Wine Library? How is that?
0: It how is, to- oh, I'll tell you exactly, I don't have yeah. the exact math, I actually have a PL Rough, meeting yeah. tomorrow, roughly, it's it's going to grow the business by thirty to forty percent
1: percent from last year just one initiative one initiative, wow, and and that's, that's a do you guys use community for that?
0: Um, you know what we don't because the way we had, we structured it, community wasn't far enough along. Obviously, uh, I'm an advisor and use community for my personal brand. We we built it a, a middleware between our platform and broadband.com, and it's like, mm-hmm. we it was custom built with our dev team sure, at Wine sure. Library, but. It's just working and in- yeah. innovation. And, and by the way, let's call Spain spade a spade. Boehner Meat Wine Library, excuse me, has been declining for a decade because I'm not there. And then and now, one idea is going to yeah, close. It's going down 5%, yes. 10% a year or yes. whatever. And That's now, right. boom, let's get yes. back to
1: where it was 10 years ago. Wow.
0: I think there's a chance next year, if this keeps going the way it's going, we'll be at heights we've never been. Wow. One idea, one execution. That's and amazing. what is it? It's, it was my observation 18 months ago that people are willing to get marketed to on text more in America than they were five years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Now you have been, you've been teaching this for years about shifting your perspective, shifting your mindset, having self-awareness. You've been teaching this for years and people don't listen when times are good. Correct. They stay stuck in their mindset or their fears. Correct. I'm afraid to launch this, put this out there. How do people shift their mindset even in a horrible time for most people, when no they choice. can't even do it during a no great choice.
0: time. Easy. I'm My stuff does better during bad times. Because they it. have to. Right. You and I hung out during the Crush It book signing. That's when you drove me. Crush It hit a nerve because people needed it.
1: 2009, right?
0: Right. And that's when hustle was good. And then hustle during good times becomes manipulated into burnout. Hmm. But I promise you right now, I don't use hustle anymore because I understand how the word got mutated into leading to anxiety. And so I don't want that. So I, I changed it even in crushing. I talk about nine to five, making 40,000 a year being happy, but, but I promise you hard work is about to be put on a pedestal again.
1: Huge pedestal. I'm always at 20, 30 million people unemployed. Like people are going to be grateful just to have an opportunity A job. job. That's That's right. I don't Um, think
0: people, I think people are still in a little bit of a shock slash fake environment. If we get back to normal in September, I'm just going to be, and I know that we won't be back to normal. Let's just talk about January. If God willing, we're back to real kind of normal in January. I think by February, by Valentine's Day, people are going to walk around and be like, oh, wait a minute. There's some real lasting
1: ramifications. Big time. I
0: can't get a raise. I can't get a job.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, know, I'm just like, hearing people who are, are in key positions are getting 20, 30% cuts, even if correct. they are the key player. and And they're irreplaceable it's
0: kind of like this i said gary's like somebody said to gary that's not fair i'm like let me give me an analogy you are you are in a forest a tree falls on you and it's on your leg and you sleep there for a day and you're in big trouble and a ranger comes along and tries to help you and she says to you listen you're gonna have to cut off your leg to to live you're cutting off your leg Mm -hmm. we don't business owners and you know, funds and banks, they don't want to, and companies, they don't want to lay these people off. They're their legs. They love them. If, they, if everything was okay, they wouldn't have. They don't want to ask all their executives to take a 30% decrease, but that's cutting off your leg. Otherwise you die.
1: Yeah.
0: People are just so funny with this kind of like ideology, like, okay, or the business goes out of business.
1: Yeah. You don't either, have job either We have no money. Yeah. Yeah. What's been your biggest fear in all of this? Or do you feel like you're pretty fearproof at this moment with everything I'm, you've been
0: through? I'm fearproof because I'm willing to go to zero. Yeah. You I've can live on can a
1: small apartment and, you know, live I at your really parents' house. Always, yeah. I
0: really can, man. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Like, this has proven it to me even more. You know, any 0. .0001% of me that thought, well, I've been saying this for the last two years, am I full of shit, has completely gone away. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't fear because I don't value things and money. I, my biggest fear is my parents getting sick. Mm-hmm. Like my biggest fear is like somebody getting sick and dying, nothing else. Like business, I can always, like I'm too capable, right? Like, you know, back to, back to the thing you brought up, back to why you were an Olympian, back to like why you beat me everything, anything, when we were on Summit at Sea. <laughs> basketball. Thing, like, whatever, basketball, like,
1: <laughs> like,
0: you aren't worried when, when it comes to sport, mm-hmm. you know, you, your mind just goes into, this is going to be a good situation for me. Yeah. And for, feel me comfortable. That, yeah. and for me, that's business. Like I know for fact that if I became a 100% full-time garage sale, thrift store, Amazon flipper, that I'd make a million dollars a year. Yeah. I, I, I know that for fact. So what the hell am I, and that doesn't take into account that I am, that I built a brand and sure my brand would take a hit if I, all my businesses went to zero, but the reality is America's funny, man. Like there's people following and helping OJ Simpson. There's, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, like, like this is a country that gives second, third, fourth chances regardless. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm already at a place right now where between brand and capability and humility, I'm bulletproof.
1: I believe that. This is a question from one of my audience members that um, asked me his, mm-hmm. name's Chris his Chris. name, Chris Turcott. Chris, oh, I, think I know it's Chris. Chris, Chris Turcott. I think his last name yeah. is. He said, uh, he doesn't hear you talk about this much. Favorite thing about being a father?
0: That all the good things that I'm doing for the world with my advice and my wisdom, I get to actually do for a human that's going to get the purest execution of it, deepest execution of it, and I get to watch it from coast to coast, and so, and just like, that, and just like, pure love, right? Like, like my daughter got a 53 out of a 50 on a Spanish test, so I went to, we went to get the you know check in on the school stuff. Like I'm bringing it up right now. The pride was like, and by remember me, right? Like fuck school, like <laughs> that's her game, and it works for her. And I just sat there and I was like, I was so, you know like every parent that's listening out right now knows. They're blown away by the pride that comes along with a child. And then and then just really knowing that I also have my own self-esteem. So one of my favorite parts is knowing that I'm not gonna fuck it up from making them do things. Like if my kids are, mm. if they start nonprofits and give away all of the family's money, I'm gonna be proud of them as long as they're happy.
1: recruiter the smartest way to hire i don't need
0: them to be an entrepreneur i almost i almost don't want my kids to be entrepreneurs cuz i don't want them to have to live in the the shadow or try to climb the mountain i'm creating now the pressure now, the pressure yeah, of like now. living up
1: to dad yeah
0: i mean at, Lewis, you know we're not we're you we're young like you know yeah. my my little guy is turning 8 in august like in 10 years he's 18 you and i hang out with 18 year olds in business right. how old are you right now
1: 37 37 Good.
0: You're gonna be 47, slightly older than I am right now, and you're gonna know Xander for real. Right. I'm gonna and, be like
1: working him. with
0: him. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And 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 then if you know, if the way the chemicals played out, if he's not uh, of my entrepreneurial cloth, that's gonna run through your mind just like it does with me, with other I mean, I've met a lot of famous people, accomplished people's kids, and and I don't and I don't even like judgment and I don't even think about it. But I'd be lying if I didn't say after you have a meeting with somebody, you're like, oh, okay, that's how they're different than their mom or their dad, right? Yeah. It's so cliche. And so like, I want them to be happy. And if, by the way, if they do what I do, which is I looked at my dad and by the way, coming from zero and looking what my dad built, you know, in our little Russian community, that was like a big deal. And I wanted to climb that mountain and build, mm-hmm. And if my kids look at my bigger mountain and say, I'm going to climb that mountain, I'm going to cheer them on slash not, big the outcome they're not getting a 50 million dollar check they're not getting a five million dollar check for me they're gonna they're gonna get the relationship graph which already gives them a huge upload because uncle lewis is gonna give them a hundred thousand for their but you know i listen there's no way to completely create fake environments unless they want to do the john travolta you know nicholas cage face rip thing and change the name so but i i definitely think that the best part is just building it, just like a business, yeah. building that relationship, but building it with hands off instead of building it with hands on. I think parents build too much with hands on.
1: Would you want your kids to repeat your same insane amount of work ethic? If that uh, makes
0: them as happy as it makes me,
1: yeah. And but I you want, want. You them. wouldn't want to and, expect it from them, though.
0: No, I don't expect it from anybody. To be frank, uh-huh. I think I'm I'm really in rarefied air of like deep obsession with my process and enjoyment and lack of anxiety from it and lack of burnout from it. I think I hit my crescendo. I think I'm more of an artist. I I don't think people realize that business women and men are actually, uh, there's a certain version of us that are artists that genuinely like this more than anything. Like, like we like singing, like Beyonce's a workaholic. Yeah. You know, like Kobe was a workaholic. Obsessing you know, like,
1: over their craft, their art form, yeah. their expression. Yeah. So for me,
0: like, like we demonize it in entrepreneurship and corporate life, mm. but we don't in art. We, we put artists, we put, oh, he's in the studio all the time. Wow. You know, painting all the time. Wow. Cooking and traveling the world to buy food. Wow. Business. Oh, he's going to burn out. He's going to suicidal. Why is that? Is
1: that just because of the old way of thinking, like getting burnt out in the corporate world of doing a job you hate? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Money, money. You know, I don't think people like Mark Teixeira made $213 million playing baseball. But if some entrepreneur makes 30 million, they get demonized. Hmm. It's just culture. It's just culture. And it's okay. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't think that's wrong, right, or indifferent. It's just the obvious observation, right? We demonize the startup founder or the businesswoman much, much more than the entertainer that makes way more money.
1: What was the greatest uh, lesson that you talk about your parents a lot, which I think is amazing that you constantly speak about them as your mentors and heroes. Yeah. Even now, it's not like you yeah. said it more a few years. You say it yeah. every day or week or Cause month. Cause it's true. <laughs> what is the greatest lessons that they taught you about you being who you are now, which I already know the answer, but I want everyone else to hear. And what is the thing you wish they would have taught you that you teach to your kids a little bit differently?
0: Uh, very. Good. I, I do think my parents, for me, and they parented all three kids a little bit differently, but like, but they're like, we really, they were such workaholics. Both my mom, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but like, did everything, like you know, like like you know, and I think people very much underestimate stay-at-home moms as workaholics. Like, she just worked her face off, no help,
1: no breaks, <laughs> no yeah.
0: breaks. We were all spoiled kids from the fact of laundry <laughs> and doing our bed, and she cooked everything. And like, and then my dad came home late because like she worked her face off. So they could have created a little more balance. We only took two family vacations. So they taught me work ethic, kindness, everything. Everything I am is them. But I do think the thing that we have more is balance with, you know, leisure and, and offsetting 24 seven work. But they, that makes sense. It's generational. They came here with nothing and it was 24 seven work. And I have so much to have that in me, but I've had the luxury of my talents leading to a success that's allowed me to post, you know, listen, that's how my first 10 years professionally looked too, but now being able to take a little bit of time. And so maybe a little balance because I think they regret that. And, and so you try to take your parents regrets and not have the same. Yeah. And so I, I look at that.
1: That's cool. But
0: uh, kindness, kindness, my mom instilled kindness, like, you know, some of the stuff you started this show with and mm-hmm. they both instilled work ethic. And my dad, <laughs> my dad, um, you know just genuinely like just willed his way into success and I think I have a lot of that as well.
1: Yeah. Now over the years people have seen you uh, daily vlog for years and just post about your entire life. <laughs> yep. And I think I think we did an episode 3 or 4 years ago together. I think you've been on a few times now. And we talked about uh, the idea of balance from like business to family. And I remember people being in awe of the responses you had around this at that season of your life. I'm curious now how do you find the balance between being a great husband, between being a great father, having great health, and building a great empire? And what do you feel like you could improve more in at this season of life?
0: You know, I think, I think you know, back to extremism, right? Like mm-hmm. the extreme, which I use, I, you know, all of it can be better and all of it is just great. I, yeah. I think, you know, here's a good place to go with this. Let's really bring value. So you can go back, you know, four years ago and listen to like how I think about extremism going hard and then- hard, and it's all there. I think what this has evolved into is something a little bit deeper and more important that I hope really brings somebody value right now, which is stop beating yourself up and stop mm-hmm. judging yourself. We all go through chapters, right? Like sometimes you're super in love with your partner and like that's all you can obsess about, you know? It feels like that's you've been through that chapter recently. Like, <laughs> yes. like other, other times you're, you know, super into your profession cuz you got a new initiative and you got to go it's another baby sometimes it's an actual baby and 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 by the way for some people the first 2 years are actually super boring cuz the baby does nothing and it's okay to not be like blown away and spending every second on the flip side if you just can't believe this little miracle and you need to like cut work out like i think this comes down to judgment stop beating yourself up there is not even a close framework for what's right everyone's balance is Mm. massively individual and more importantly balance ebbs and flows forever for example my kids are starting to get into I'm like "Uh oh they're gonna be teenagers one day like if they double their age you know all of a sudden they're 20 and 16 and I'm like what like you know like (laughs) and 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 immediately I go to things like oh they can go on business trips with me wait a minute they're gonna just take an uber and I'm gonna sit courtside with my little guy and my my daughter because she's really into basketball as well like Often, like I'm going to see them two nights a week. Oh, that means my Nick courtsides are going to convert from business to 50% personal, which is going to mean those, you know, now all of a sudden it's Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, like technology, like FaceTime culture. I've exploded by FaceTime interna- interaction with them. And so like those kind of things.
1: Yeah. How does Gary uh, eliminate self-doubt and self-sabotage when it seems like, there's so many wins that you hit, but also people don't see all the the big losses that you have as well and the risks and the...
0: Yeah. I've I've loved myself the whole time. Thank God. Most don't. Uh, But I haven't allowed me to get high on my own supply. My humility is my great offset to my confidence. Mm. And I think that manifests. And I think one of the things you were saying when you were saying it, I knew what you were saying, which is you have the luxury of seeing really behind the scenes, truly. And I think what you know is, forget about like giving to a nonprofit, it's just the genuine kindness of replying to somebody's request or doing something for somebody with no ask, no expectation, and nobody knows. And you know this, because you run in entrepreneurial circles like I do. Mm. And you know, when you stumble on somebody who knows me as well, they're gonna bring up something that I did that was nice and nobody knows about it. And that is only one thing, that is called humility. That is not reading your press clippings. Right. That is not thinking you're somebody. And I think, I think I have deep love for myself, which leads to huge confidence, um, but, I, but I'm practical. So I don't try to overextend myself, which should keep me away from being losses. But there is no doubt, like I think things through and if I lose, I lost, but I'm never doing anything for any other reason than I think it's right. And that leads me to a place where I'm not very vulnerable because when you start doing things to impress the girl Mm. or to, or to keep up with the Joneses or you're jealous of somebody else's success and you want to close the gap on their net worth on their Google search or all the dumb shit that people are like thinking about, you become vulnerable. I mean, so many people over, I mean, listen, there's some big personalities that are going to get smoked out over the next 12 months that like, have played the part on Instagram they're going to lose they just are.
1: Yeah. I also think you if you're focused on like chasing the money game of competing against someone financially oh, and you the make worst. the wrong decisions then you start to take things personally, get defensive, get angry at people that aren't making you money or whatever, it's just everything becomes Couldn't an remember. attack. Couldn't so remember. if you lost a if you let's hypothetically say if you lost a million dollar bet on a business, a business. or an investment or whatever and I
0: got it, I've got one that's going to happen soon. So go ahead it went,
1: and it went to zero. It's going to. How do you Tell yourself, I still love myself. This doesn't, you know, affect myself. self-confidence because because
0: I knew the vulnerability was other people. I did the most I can. I was stretched in more than I wanted to be, which didn't allow me to really fix it along the way. I just didn't have you have too many plates in the air, mm-hmm. and I focused my energy on things that are so fruitful that are going to offset that million loss. It's an L. I don't want it, but it's real.
1: Wow. And I think also, do you go into the mindset of knowing like? this could be a hundred million or it could be zero and you're okay if it's zero or do you still I go
0: into everything thinking it's going to be zero. Really? Yeah. It really makes it. Why do you think notice? Does that make sense? Now okay. all of a sudden I go in with no hope, no expectation, go, no expectation. I didn't, mean, I don't do it for my kicks and giggles. I think, <laughs> I think it's going to work. Yeah. If I'm running it, it's going to work because that's what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. But almost everything I don't run. I don't run. I don't run Purewell One Thirty Seven. Harwood does. I don't run Vayner Sports. AJ does. I don't run Vayner Speakers. Zach Nadler does. I'm impacting the living yeah. shit out of those businesses. You're
1: influencing businesses. them,
0: yeah, oh, in a real way. Yeah. But you know, push comes to shove, I don't make those decisions, and so, um, and I support my partners in crime, and so that's kind of how it is.
1: Yeah. Over the last, I think you start. When did you start Vayner Media? Was it 2010, 2011, 2009? So I, w- I was in the office. I think it was Soho when there was like six people in there and a ping yeah, pong Yeah, Sunshine table.
0: Sun, Sunshine Suites.
1: And I remember at one point it must have been 2011 or 12. That's when right. You, when you said somewhere in an interview, maybe it was with me or somewhere a speech, you said, "You know what? We were okay as an agency the first couple of years. Like we we actually were like not that good. I think you even said like we were okay. Yeah. We weren't great." but now we're really like, we're great. After three, four, five years of, of in the business, what would you feel like is the thing that you uh, regret the most over the last decade or one of the hardest challenges within the agency that you had to face? Maybe that's two questions there.
0: No, There's several things there. One, the biggest challenge I had to face was about year six, seven, six. I was creating entitlement because I was putting too much on my own shoulders.
1: What do you mean by entitlement?
0: I was making it too easy for everybody and people got
1: entitled within the company. Yep. So you were saying, I'll take this on, I'll take this on.
0: In the macro. Uh-huh. I was creating so much top line revenue and everybody was getting raises like crazy. And I was creating such a great culture that I made us soft,
1: which is wild. Doing, Cause you were doing the I'm sales the, and the pitching and everything yourself. I, or?
0: I was impacting so much mm-hmm. that, that 300, 400, 500 people, had it too easy, and we had to do like a 35-person layoff because I really? just kind of cut the fat because I just I and I didn't need to do it financially. I needed to do it to just culturally get everybody understand like these people that were just like oh weren't good at their job. They were nice people, but if we keep carrying this, this will die.
1: They weren't great and at their job. They were not even
0: close. They weren't even close. Yeah, like the, like I was. It was nice people over everything, and that and that was it. If you weren't nice, you were getting fired. But if you were nice. Like it was and it was it that was tough and it was tough for me to realize, wow, on tea with Gary B, on keynotes and in interviews on the stage, I have great candor and accountability, but in my own shop I wasn't candorous enough and I created entitlement because I love happiness and la la and yeah, yeah, yeah and all
1: that. <laughs> and everyone but loving I, you and yeah.
0: But I but I went too far with it. So that was tough. That was a moment because I never got to that level with wine library because it was still happening there, but it was a small enough business and a family business, and it was real family cousins and best friends that mm-hmm. it had a different dynamic, so I didn't see it coming. So that was, that was interesting. Uh, AJ leaving was tough.
1: I, I was going to say that was, that's what I thought you'd say there, yeah. That
0: was a big blow. I didn't see it coming. you AJ, guys
1: built this together. This was 50-50. This was yep. – we're going to yep. grow this as an empire yep. with a family.
0: Yep, yep, and, like, being with my bro and all that, and, and so that was rough – He left for anybody who doesn't know because he has Crohn's disease and he just wasn't feeling great, to be frank. He just didn't like the business enough. Clients are shitty. Client service business suck. Um, And he just said, I'm out. I don't feel well. And so that was rough. And that whole process was rough, like buying him out. And like, you know, we were 50-50, but I, I, you know, what I love about my brother is I'm sure if he sat here, he would say that wasn't how it played out. We didn't know how it was going to play out. So those are dynamics of like, you know, like, that was rough that's just real talk, you know, but like we're obviously in an incredible place, thank God, because yeah. we both genuinely love each other more than money, but it's still you know you have your your true it's not even egos, you have your own merit you know radars that mm-hmm. kind of feel like what is the situation so unwinding that is always tricky i'm so grateful that we're in such a great place with each other mm-hmm. and we by the way, for the record, we were never in a tough spot. Me and my dad were in tough spots all the time because of the two cooks in the kitchen me and AJ like really figured it out and we really leaned into each other. So that was good, but that was challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, This, this two months has been really challenging because, you know, I structured for economy break, but not one that was (laughs) the whole world had liquidation issues and speaking went to zero and, you know, like just a lot of things that, you know, production, which is a big part of us went to zero, you know, and clients, aren't paying like you know so it was like it, you know I was super prepared for 2008 I was not prepared for something that looked like this we got lucky and I'm, I hate using that word but this is the truth if Hilton and JetBlue and and Morton Steakhouse were my biggest clients we would be in real trouble like luckily wow. for us food and like the serendipity of like financial services food beverage being our biggest clients is, is going to let us get through this in a good way uh, when it's all said and done, but, but we could have gotten, like, honestly, I sit here and say, my God, if Marriott, Hilton, if American Airlines, mm-hmm. if, yeah, I'm trying to think of other people, clothing, if, if Neiman Marcus, if, you know, retail, like if our product, if our client mix was different, this would have been maybe it. Really? Really, I mean, if, you go, if all your clients go to zero in your client services, you're not selling wine, you're not selling, you know, subscription business, you know if you there are agencies that have gone out of business because yeah, of this of because them. because you know yes i mean you know nobody could ever think of zero zero but but by the way i've always thought about war this is the closest thing to war i've always thought about like what if world war III happens but what my mind would always go is like well you don't care about business then you're actually genuinely scared of a bomb or dying yeah. or whatever it is so this is like war without war real life <laughs> Now, what's really cool about that is that that happened. Let's say Hilton and American Airlines and Mm -hmm. Chuck E. Cheese. I'm trying to think of a million different things. And and sports. What about that? The Jets. And the NBA. All these, the serendipity that's like we just got the perfect wrong hand. 3-7 offsuit. I would have been super, I'd be doing this video and be like, that's what happened. And and I couldn't see it coming and I deserve to lose. Like literally that would be like my reaction to it.
1: Yeah, and you'd almost be excited to start from. Oh, zero. so you, you always talk about. <laughs> I, like, really I wish do. something happened so I could build it back up again. How how much has your business been affected? Have you lost you know half we've your lost, clients? Yeah, or have lost
0: maybe uh we're we're definitely twelve percent down yeah. in like top line revenue expectations. We've had we have I I still don't think this is over. I think there could be a you know relapse and that will trigger things. We pay liquidity more than revenue. Mm-hmm. People people stretching terms they don't have the money like there's you know that what are,
1: what are you doing
0: and i'm paying my employees
1: yeah and i'm paying rent from exactly that's tricky man you got to get a higgins to give you a little break on that rental <laughs>
0: yeah the, the problem <laughs> is even you know, so <laughs> him and even ross like he has partners and banks and it's crazy doesn't work that way and so and by I, the way my business is too big for the little bailouts mm-hmm. and too small for the big bailouts so i'm in yeah. that perfect middle like us 50 to 50 Three hundred million dollar businesses are the ones that are going to go out of business.
1: What are you doing personally to supplement the speaking fees? The nothing, nothing. Are you nothing. are you innovating anything to launch or create or
0: no? Nope. Or... I'm I'm massively tripling down on you know empath- empathy. is doing really well. Mm-hmm. So wines. you know yep. Yep, empathy wines is doing well. So my wine business and my my dad gets all the income for the family business. So that's I'm doing wine techs because I love them and it's fun. But that's not a, hitting my pocket and i'm focused on VaynerMedia. media i gotta make sure VaynerMedia media gets through this properly because when it does it'll be two times bigger because we're built for this kind of world so this is this is why savings matter
1: it's so important why savings matter it's something i remember in 2008 when i was on my sister's couch i remember saying to myself Never again do I want to feel broke like I need to go back to my sister's couch like hopefully there's enough time where I can be smart enough to not buy I wear the same 20 dollar shirt probably like you every day. I'm not out buying stuff like I like to feel good but I don't need to buy fancy things. I'd rather have money or investments or something that I could use for a time like this. Yeah, but a lot of you know most heart.
0: of my most of my net worth is tied up in non-liquid investments, right? That's
1: true. Off your next twelve pack, head to Amazon and use promo code twenty pure leaf. That's promo code twenty P U R E L E A F for twenty percent off.
0: So you know, investments is fine, but like the one thing that made me feel good from day one is I have a certain amount of money in the bank Mm. that, like, that is just to me like do not touch, and like I feel I can live on. And again, if everything went to zero, that's not the case, and that's why I'm focused on this. But if everything went to zero, I would start looking at that, and like literally sell homes and yeah. like rent a little apartment and use that capital to start my flipping empire. Cause that's what I would do on yeah. the record. If that ever happens, I'm going to buy and sell shit because that's my core basic skill set that is liquid on the transaction. I mean, the, I mean, you know this, like I've been yelling for a year and a half about sports cards. They've gone through the roof.
1: I know I feel pissed that I didn't get any MJ cards after this. Totally. Uh, oh, I feel totally like, you told me a year ago, you're like, get the bra, yeah. get Jordan, get all this. And now it's going up because of this stuff. I'm curious.
0: Jordan rookie cards went from twenty to a hundred thousand.
1: It's crazy, man.
0: Like everyone's like getting into startups. I was like, I put my you know, like LeBron rookies I bought for eleven hundred or seven thousand.
1: Oh man.
0: And when you buy fifty-five of them, that's money. That's
1: money. (laughs) I'm curious. We talked about how you overcome self-doubt how would you inspire other peoples or educate them on how to eliminate self-doubt in their life? It's
0: It's completely predicated on valuing other people's opinions. If you actually make pretend nobody else lives on earth, nothing is scary.
1: Why is the opinions of others such a heavy thing for people to overcome?
0: I think it's humanly like, this is where I think like, this is truly my, my great gift. I'm so grateful for it. I think people got caught. I think they just, get caught that everybody's in this framework of other people's opinions. Like just it's how we're raised.
1: How do we train ourselves to get out of it? If it's something for 10, 20, 30 years, 50 years, we've been living that way. The same way I
0: trained at 38 and a half that I have no way taking care of my health. I don't like eating habits. I don't like exercising and just pounding, 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 pounding every day. Everybody should, this is why I put out so much content. Maybe today's the day that I say it a different way that makes people realize their mom and their girlfriend and their boyfriend and their uncle and definitely anonymous people on social media and Lewis and Gary's opinions actually don't matter. Wow, the liberation to then actually do shit. And now you're doing shit full throttle because whether you win or lose, it doesn't matter. You can't hear the cheering. This is why I'm trying to get people out of hearing the cheering. It's my newest thing in the last year or two. I'm like, wait a minute, right because everybody says you're so hot on Instagram that when they say you're not, you start doing plastic surgery, right? When everybody says like, you're you're such a great business person, you start keeping up that facade instead of like, it just makes so much sense. So to me, the biggest thing is the humility was such a factor. I didn't realize how big of a deal that was, how much that worked for me is like, I don't believe I'm as great as I know I am. Mm. Like my logical side knows that I'm up to something but I just don't internalize it. I won't let it penetrate my soul. I think I have the ability to be the biggest deal, but I will never believe it.
1: Mm, that's powerful.
0: Yeah, I think, it, you know, even, I've never said it that way. Like, I'm like, thank you. I was like, literally when you, <laughs> like, and I got to clip that for Instagram. Like, you know, like, like, that's what it is, man. I really genuinely think, and you know this about me, like, I think I can be the guy. Like, I think Bezos and Zucks and Elon, Will make so much wealth during this time. But I think the way I'm going about it, I think I can be that entrepreneur's entrepreneur when it's all said and done in the end. And I think even if you look at what's happened with me, you've been along for a ride. Like over the last two or three years, I can feel I know because I'm a branding guy, like the brand is in a different place. It is. I've separated a little bit. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have.
0: And I'm like, okay, well, I'm 44 and I'm like, fucking. You know what I mean?
1: I love the stories of like Colonel Sanders at 50 launching yeah. at KFC. It's like they take off at 50. It's like, yeah, you're just uh, getting started. Sid-
0: Sidney Frank started Grey Goose in his
1: 80s. You haven't even got started yet. This is I the, really believe that. This I believe is the preseason. That By the
0: way, I think I said something similar to you yeah. on a personal note not too long ago because I remember thinking like watching you from afar, like the ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of times th- I was on an interview the other day and I, somebody said, Gary Vee, you did a really, really good job. You know, you were super early on podcast, you know, saying all this stuff. I said, oh, stop on podcasting. Because my homie Lewis and, uh, you know, and some of these other characters, Jordan, and, uh, you know, all these Art of Charm, right? And Pat Flynn and others, Dumas, right? Like others, I'm like, they were a little earlier. Ferris, mm-hmm. like they were earlier. I'm like, I did, I've done a fine job. and And so I think about you, because we're friends and I'm like, okay, he really wanted, like podcasting was that thing that took you to the next place, mm-hmm. you know? And obviously I made the, the, the uh, nice reference earlier. Like, I love seeing you being in your relationship life. You're putting that out there a little bit. And now I'm like, okay, you know, you know, you know, it's just fun to think like, I wonder what if, what if, what is it gonna be, or is he like, where is he in his life? Like, is he gonna have another chapter? Yeah. And that's what's fun about this, right? Like when I think back to like early, you know, Twitter, like Chris Brogan, right? right it was big
1: guy kawasaki and twitter right
0: right and and both of them are still doing their thing Mm -hmm. everybody does different things though right like some people those two haven't others completely disappeared and the reason i'm not bringing them up is because they disappeared because they weren't good in their soul or their capabilities and i remember thinking in 09 10 11 when i was popping for the first time i'm such a loud mouth i'm so much i have so much energy i cursed I remember knowing, and this was absolutely true, a lot of people thought that I was gonna be kind of like this phoenix of like and then disappear, because it just didn't seem quote unquote sustainable. Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, man, I remember then thinking, <laughs> wait till they see in ten years where I sit. And and it's happened. And I think and I think, man, wait till people see where I'm gonna be in ten years from today.
1: You're just getting stuck. I feel like I'm I feel like okay, I spent the last ten years of Foundation work, researching, like trying stuff, making mistakes. Some things working well, like figuring it out, reinventing, really trying to find my true lane. Yeah. And okay. Now I can get started.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, all right, now let's do something cool. And let's build off of what we've done with the personal brand and leverage it. Look, look,
0: look what I did in 11. I went all in on VaynerMedia. Everybody thought I was stupid. Why didn't I raise a fund? Why didn't I start a startup? Mm. It seems super left field, but a lot of those homies in Silicon Valley, their startups failed and are gone now.
1: Right, they're too big about valuation and and stock. And now, and
0: now I have a marketing foundation that's a fucking supernova.
1: You can launch anything. Anything. You have got the engine to launch a product.
0: Empathy Wines is a meaningfully successful direct-to-consumer wine brand that that John and Nate run.
1: It's crazy. Interns, software, and a couple of interns.
0: Yeah, but they were interns. Now they're ten years under my watch. Mm -hmm. Now they're executives.
1: Wow, ballin! What is the um? You mentioned earlier, you know, client work is shitty. And agency work is shitty it is why put your life's attention into a shitty business model essentially because
0: because i'm building the death star Mm. i'm sure the death star was shitty to build for you know (laughs) for darth vader and the emperor and all that but when it was done it could press a button and blow up a planet it wasn't fun for me to (laughs) eat shit in the prime of my career except here i am at 44 empathy being the first one the rest of my life are going to be the next ones, including Lewis for governor in California, including let's cure Crohn's disease because AJ has it, including many other things. So I'm building a Death Star. I'm building a Vayner, and it's X now, right? It's got the publishing side. It's got a speaking bureau. It's got, it's got uh, you know Tracer Tech. You should people should check out. It's a data analytics SaaS business. It's uh, it's got you know the Sasha Group for small businesses. I'm building literal. Machine, machine that's the scalable version of who I am as a human it's amazing like if Vayner publishing would be a top book publisher if I decide Vayner real estate I would be a major broker Mm. you know Vayner anything in perpetuity now that I've eaten dog shit for a decade
1: if you could predict, uh, what was your prediction ten years ago when you launched VaynerMedia? Was it to be where you're at with whatever six, seven, eight hundred employees and kind of? It, it is- was.
0: I did think by now I would have one brand owned, and because I thought the economy would collapse earlier. Like
1: a shoe deal, because you were to buy like a some type of shoe. It's at, why. At the it's down. why I did.
0: It's why I did the K Swiss thing, right? Yeah. It gave me a chance to test it when I realized I wasn't going to be doing that just yet, and it came in front of me, and I did it, and it really worked, and they sold that co- look at resi resi had a hefty yeah, nine big exit here. right Resi's my biggest exit i never mm-hmm. talk about it i co-founded it
1: wasn't hefty. that a 200 million or what was it yes like two, Plus.
0: so like i'm winning out here like resi kind of like the like i Charity. remember
1: resi and being like it came out hot and then it kind of like you didn't hear about it for four years and then oh it just exited
0: it was the winner it beat reserve and reserve had all the uber guys and gals behind it we won we, but we just built a business. It wasn't like, I'm not out here worried about making sure it's in the headlines every minute. Like Vayner- why, why
1: not talk about that though? Why not talk about like the thing that you launched and it was a big hit? It's
0: just not on my mind. Plus Ben Leventhal and Mike Montero, the CTO, deserve a lot more credit to me. I came up with the idea jointly with Ben. We, I found Mike Montero, who was a big time CTO that built the incredible product. I personally wrote a big check when the company was in trouble at one time. I did a lot of great things but I'm a fan of the operator.
1: They executed day in and day.
0: uh So I don't (laughs) like to go out there because I think that's faking the funk a little bit, but I feel like my DNA is really in it. And I feel like in comparison to a lot of other people that have a lot of wins that they claim, I have plenty of my DNA in Resi, but that is Ben most, most, first and foremost, that's Ben's win.
1: So, okay. So you didn't reach that level of what you thought would happen within this decade, but it's 2020 now, imagine 2030. What are you going to see happen by then?
0: I thought I was going to build like a, I thought I was going to build the Millennial Falcon and buy, you know, K Swiss. What ended up happening is I'm building the Death Star, mm-hmm. and so when I buy Puma, and and then flip it 12 years later, I buy Puma at 54. 10 years from now, I flip it at 64, and I buy the Jets and win six Super Bowls. Like this has been written, Lewis.
1: Mm-hmm. Give me the, the year and the date and the time that you're going to sign. okay. okay. For the Here Jets, what is the exact what time 2020? date?
0: uh november 11th 9 a.m november 11th 20 uh what do you mean 2020 2048
1: wow i'm marking it down november 11th 9 a.m 2048 what is it that day and time does that have any meaning with you not necessarily just yeah amazing man what is the uh the final word you'd like to share with people about
0: let's sorry i got excited
1: Go, go go ahead
0: let's come out of this leaning into humility and gratitude and that will be the springboard to everything you want. Hmm. If you can, like, just be grateful. Yes, you lost your job or your business not as good, but your gr- grandfather didn't die from Corona. You know, just be grateful. Like grateful for the time you're spending with family now, grateful for the innovation time, the thinking time. I'm sleeping more than ever. I put on a couple pounds, so I gotta be a little bit more careful, but I'm gaining real muscle. I'm starting to really do like it strong, out man. Let's play some um, ball soon. Uh, but I, no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna dodge you on that. You're too good. But um, gratitude and humility.
1: People can follow you anywhere online. They can I'm go findable. All, all in ch- I'm findable. All In Challenge if they want to support. Wine I, Text. I
0: think- wine Text. That, that's the thing I'm most proud of. Here's why.
1: Mm-hmm. WineText.com?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's why. It's literally the best way to buy wine right now in the world. I genuinely believe that. We sold a $125 Cabernet for $39. We sold a $42 Red Meritage for 19 bucks. We have a $40 rose premium rosé coming for $9 next month. Like it's it's really cool. And here's the other reason for this audience. Seeing how text commerce is coming in the future really matters. But don't sign up if you're not into wine, because it costs money to send a text. So I don't, I don't need the pity or the kindness. This is if you buy wine at all, then sign up. And if you don't, don't.
1: Love it, man. I appreciate it right, you for your heart love you, man. everything. Talk to, we'll you. talk to you soon, brother.
0: You, man. I love you, pal. Thanks for doing this.
1: Appreciate it, man. Thanks, bro. I'm so grateful I got to spend some time with my friend Gary Vaynerchuk and get caught up on everything that he's doing in his business, in his life, and also dive in deeper into the mindset of how he thinks during these uncertain times, about how he's planning for the future, about when he wants to actually become the owner of the Jets. I'm not sure if he's actually ever said the date and time before, so that was pretty interesting. That and so much more. I just love the way he thinks, the way he calculates his mind, and how he has this unwavering self belief. The thing that I love about him the most is he is not afraid to put himself out there like so many people in the world. And if you can get an ounce of that for yourself, imagine what you'll be able to create. Imagine the job you'll be able to go after the company you'll be able to work with. Imagine the podcast you'll be able to launch the book you'll be able to write that video you really want to create. Imagine the possibilities of what you'll be able to do by eliminating some of that self-doubt and going all in on self-belief. That's what I love about Gary and his mindset. And if this is your first time here on the School of Greatness podcast, let me know what you thought over on social media at Lewis House and tag Gary V as well if you enjoyed this with him. Please subscribe over on Spotify and Apple Podcast and leave us a review. And if you are a longtime listener, then you know what to do. Think of someone in your life ...that this could impact today. Someone you know that could be inspired by Gary's message... ...that needs some more confidence... ...that needs more inspiration or tools around entrepreneurship and business... ...and send them this link. You can go to lewishouse.com slash 955 and send them that link. You can text them, you can WhatsApp, group message... ...whatever you got to do, get this message out there... ...because you never know by paying it forward... ...whose life you can change and transform by sending them this message... You can also just copy and paste the link on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to podcasts and send them that link as well. And I love these quotes at the beginning that I shared. Steve Jobs said, I'm convinced that about half of what separates successful entrepreneurs from the non-successful ones is pure perseverance. And Peter Drucker said, entrepreneurship is neither a science nor an art. It's a practice. Guys, this is a practice practice becoming a better human being is a practice getting in a good good relationship and thriving is a practice launching a business and doing it over and over at a high level is a practice taking care of your health all these things are practices you don't have to be perfect but you do need to practice at it every day if you want to grow i believe in you you have so much power inside of you And it's time to start letting it out a little bit more in the world. It's time to start stepping up for yourself just a little bit more every single day. Because when you do that every day and you are consistent in your practice, you will be so proud of the actions you take and the results will come effortlessly down the line. I love you so very much. I'm so grateful for you. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium bang and a Lufthansa sound system, up to a 313-mile range, in a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today.